New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. My fantastic co-host Andrea is off today. I was so excited when I got the book, Your Messy Brilliant, Seven Tools for the Perfectly Imperfect Woman, because trust me, I am perfectly imperfect. And if you ask my husband, I'm pretty darn messy. So I'm thrilled to have the wonderful Kelly McNeilis. She is the founder of Women for One, and we're going to be talking about her awesome book. Hey, Kelly. Hello. Hey, Kelly. So great to have you on. Okay. So let's talk about this. Oh, that's okay. Okay. So I love how you write. Your messy brilliance lives in the parts of you that you'd rather push down and keep hidden. It's a secret that gets buried deep in the closet, never reaching the light of day, but only by embracing these hidden parts, you'll be able to step into the joy you have always longed for. Only then will you be able to make life happen on your terms. Isn't that what every woman wants? I think it is. It's what I want. That's why I wrote the book. <laughs> so thank you for having yeah. me. <laughs> It's so great to have you on. Well, you know, I didn't know if you could hear me. I think we had a sound issue for a second. I was saying that when I got the book, I was so excited because I am the perfectly imperfect woman. And my husband would definitely say I'm messy, although I've gotten better. You know, it's so funny that I know this doesn't have to do with organizing at this, this moment, but there's a point where I'll look at the house and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. And then there's another point where I'm like, if, if this mess is not cleaned up, if I, you know, can't organize, I'm going to completely rip my hair out. So <laughs> I had one of those yesterday. Yeah. I spent four hours cleaning out closets and you know, every time we open the snack cupboard, you know, there's like an avalanche and you open the mom, my daughter's trying to get ready for school and there's like a pile of jackets fall out, you know, but right, right, there's, right. Th- yeah, that's a different type of mess, right? Like having those things in place actually helps us. But yet when we deny who we are or things that maybe we've done or not having the confidence that is within us is, is, is tough, right? We want to remedy that as much as we can. A- absolutely. And I think, you know, the external mess can represent the internal mess that we feel a lot. And I also think it's what's been done to us and owning that and having no shame about what's occurred in our lives for our stories and experiences that we need to take a look at as well, instead of avoiding it or shoving it down or pretending it doesn't exist, because it's really what shapes us. I think so, too. And, you know, I was really moved when I read about your story and, and, and the secret of, you know, abuse that you endured. And it's it's so common. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And we have to look at that. You know, I always say you can't really go around it. You have to go through it. And I mean, I've been in, I was in therapy for years. One of the best therapies I ever did was something called bioenergetic therapy, which really gets you into your body. And, you know, we've all had really, a lot of us have had some very traumatic things happen in our childhoods. And I think it's just glossing over. It's always going to bite you in the butt, you know? It really is. And life is so messy. I mean, look at our world right now and what's happening in our world. I mean, it it really, we need to stop, you know, accepting the clothed images of the women on the magazines and women are really speaking out and, and having the courage to voice their truth. And with that, so are men, which is so amazing because once we get real with what's going on, I think then and only then can we move forward and make life happen on our own terms. Oh, I think so, too. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's like you hear about Harvey Weinstein and then suddenly there's like 30 other guys coming forward and there's or or getting revealed. And now there's guys just being like, I got to flip and step it up and say what happened or that I Mm -hmm. did some of this before I'm outed. It's just the whole culture. And 
I'm glad that it's out in the limelight, but it seems like we go through these ebbs and flows where it'll be out and we'll talk about it and then we'll all think like, oh, everything's fine now, but it's not, right? And so no, I don't that's think it more is. of yeah. us. No, of course not. Right. No, but we within ourselves, let's work on ourselves and what we can do and how we can claim this. Now you have seven tools in the book, curiosity, awareness, acceptance, intuition, choice, manifestation, and the infinite roadmap. I like to start, uh, I, I'm not going to go through all of them because I want people to get the book, but I, I really love <laughs> curiosity. So let's start there. I'm a very curious well, girl. <laughs> well, you know, when I, when I just thought you're very, well, that, that's great that you said girl, because really I think curiosity yeah starts when we're children, right? And this wonder of life and being wide (laughs) open to possibility, right? And so that's why I started with that tool to be able to really jump in and be open to different answers than we have programmed ourselves as adults to think about, if that makes sense. And so curiosity can be applied in all the tools. The reason I, I, I selected these tools, I mean, I'm not recreating the wheel. These tools everybody uses, but I broke down how I started addressing situations when I had my bathroom floor moment um, with three little children deciding to leave my husband, you know, which we all have that bathroom floor moment or come to Jesus, whatever we want to call it. And I broke down the tools to be able to use for a small situation or the greater question of like, why am I here and how can I be happier? So these tools can be applied to anything. Like, for example, you're having an issue with work right? With a coworker or a boss, or, you know, I'm desperately depressed. What do I do? Well, get curious. <laughs> Start asking the right questions. Yeah. And what are the right questions? Well, it's very customizable. And, and that's the other thing I want to talk about is this book isn't a typical self-help book. And it, it actually, I created a 30-day course to go along with it that I call the anti-cleanse. It's the 30 days to embracing your messy brilliance because I don't have <laughs> like the answers that. for you. I have a process yeah. that I'm humbly offering that has worked for me, but I'm I'm really tired of looking at people on pedestals and trying to emulate them. I think we can have yes. mentors in our lives, but we have to customize our own roadmap. And so I'm taking you on this, this journey to be able to customize your own questions and to really dive into the places in your life where because you all we all know our, our own answers to our life. We know what we really need. We've just, I think, forgotten. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I love too, in this chapter on curiosities, you have uh, curiosity of digging deeper, connect with your little girl, take a few minutes to reflect on one of your most joyful, joyful childhood memories. You know, it's interesting because I think so often, like if I think of my childhood, it was pretty crappy. (laughs) So it's rare for me to like think of, but there was good things too. And as a matter of fact, the other day I was driving and I heard uh, bye bye Miss American Pie. And when I was a kid, my mom who I don't have a ton of good memories from, she used to sing that to me when I was about, I must have been about four or so, and in the you know, early 70s. And I remember her drying me off and she would be singing that. And I was like, I don't know what a levy is. I don't know what rye, you know, good old, I was a good old boy. Like the whole song confused me, but it was like I was getting attention and time from her, which I didn't get much of. And it was so warm and beautiful. And it was so nice. And it's funny because I was thinking about that, but then I did your exercise, you know, what is happening in my memory? What are specific details and sensories? What is overall mood? And it really brought me into it even more. And, you know, I her 22-year death anniversary is coming up soon, and I just, you know, thought about that and thought, wow, you know, it's it's been hard. I mean, we had our tough times, but I miss her, and I'm so glad I have that, in, in, that wonderful memory, you know, at least. That's, one, that's such a beautiful sharing, and I think the exercises in the book, I, I made them for very um, 
uh, busy women. <laughs> what? Because I'm yes. busy. I have six children. <laughs> I have three of my own and three stepchildren. Oh my gosh! And yeah. Wow. So yeah. what? What I liked, you know, when I when I thought about, like, you know, you get these exercises in a course or a book, and you're like, this is all well and good, but I wanted somebody yeah. to be able to, you know, if they resonated with the tool and really at the time in their lives to be able to dive in. So I created the three different areas, like just a simple fix, right? Just just do this quickly oh, yeah. because it does be, I believe in baby steps, you know, and, and that's what totally. is messy, right? We don't always get it right. We take oh, yeah. four steps up, three steps back. Right. And then we have the, the diving in and then the deep, digging deeper is really going into those memories that you share and thinking about how they shaped you and the experiences. And it's wonderful that you can reflect on something beautiful about your mom when you didn't have a great relationship. That's great. Yeah, it was really nice. You know, another thing that I love in the book, uh, talking about making a powerful choice, you talk about uh, common victim archetypes. You've got the savior, <laughs> you've got the high and mighty, the why me, the miss, the Mr. and Mrs. Love and Light, the busy bee, the screw up, the escapist, the attention hog, the storyteller. Talk to us about these archetypes and, and why they're important. And is it important for us to sort of figure yeah. out where we are? We might be, I, I'm guessing a lot of us are a combination of, of several of these or yes, a couple of these. I think. I think we are a combination of all of them. Chapter five is my favorite chapter of the book. It's called Choice. And I believe that choice in our lives is a differentiator to really being able to move into that space where we start making things happen for ourselves instead of just being in that feminine space of of being emotion and process, which is very important. Yet I think, you know, integrating that masculine piece of, okay, what is my choice here? Right. And I believe in this world right now, a lot of us are pointing fingers at one another and are victims to our own life circumstances and to the world's circumstances. So in this chapter, I offer these light, but actually really serious archetypes that I think we can all relate to personally. But first I ask people to think about someone in their lives because every time I read each of the archetypes, which there are 11 of them, I, I have a flash of a person. And then I go, wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> Most of those I can see in me as well, right? I mean, my favorite yes, one definitely. is the, I'm not a victim victim. Like, I can't stand people yeah. that are victims. <laughs> like, I'm not a victim, you know? <laughs> so it can make us laugh, but it's also good to get an awareness sure. of them as well. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, and oh my gosh, you start this chapter with such a powerful story about a woman whose husband killed yes. her two young children and then killed himself. And I look at that and I think, I don't even know, like, how do you even go on? And and it, it might sound harsh, but you have to, right? You have to make a choice to go on. But there's got to be a lot of, you know, space for incredible amounts of grieving and healing, right? Yes. It's not just like, oh, okay, everything's fine. No, That's not and I'm on. not. It's right. It's, yeah, yeah, of course. Of I'm course. definitely not saying there aren't victims in this world. I mean, there's been so sure. many tragedies as we've seen in our, our world right now um, yes. happening. It's It's more about how we choose to move forward and grieve and figure out what we need to do next. And Nikki Payne's story, which, which, you know, I, I'll let the readers yeah. read and the listeners read, yes. uh, is an incredible testament to that. And I always read that. And when I'm feeling sorry for myself, I think of her and go, you know what, I, I can do this, <laughs> you know, when something happens yes. to me. I think that is. And you also talk in this chapter about the importance of self-responsibility. Talk to us about that. Oh, self-responsibility is like the most important thing. You know, I mean, if we are, if we want to move on from our victimhood, we have to take responsibility for our lives. And I talk about how, you know, I blamed my mom and my parents and everyone for so long in my life. And I was stuck. I was really stuck in my life with this image of how I wanted it to be 
and recycling in my story about, you know, how awful my life was. It almost like got into a pride of like, I'm deep because I went through a lot of stuff instead of going, wait a minute. Okay. That happened like 20 years ago. And I see people that are doing that and they're stuck because they can't move on, learn from it, gain that wisdom. Like on my site on Women for One, we have women that I call truth tellers that share their stories so they can release them and get some perspective and feel less alone. That's all I'm talking about is taking self-responsibility for your own actions and your experiences that you've had to be able to move forward. Oh, I think so too. And I think sometimes people get comfortable in that victim role and I'm not blaming them, especially if like horrific things have happened, but it's right. almost like it's all they know and, it, and you can get really stuck. You can get stuck. And I think and you, you need know help what? getting out. You right? can't just you know, throw love at it. Or... You got to do the work. That's what I'm saying in this book. You got to do some of the work, yes. right? To dig in and like yeah, you've exactly. done therapy. I'm still in therapy. <laughs> I think I'll always be yeah. in therapy somehow <laughs> or another, you know, because because you want to just get that juice out of life and have joy and, and be passionate about being on this earth. That's what I want at least. Oh, definitely. You know, I want to uh, go to embody limitless possibility. You have the qualities of something called a master manifester. What is a master manifester? And then let's talk about some of these qualities. Well, I want to first explain embodying limitless possibility. I love that you, you talked yes. about bioenergetics earlier because I really, my my heroes and my heroes in the, in, in the feminine empowerment industry right now are the women that are teaching women to embody all of their experiences instead of just talking on a stage yeah. down to women, having them experience it like Sheila Kelly, like Mama Gina. They're having women at their retreats move their bodies and experience where it's, they're stuck you know? So Mm, why I called it embodying limitless possibility instead of envisioning it is envisioning is like, you know, you see it from a distance. When you embody it, it's inside you, right? It's, it's who you are. And I really believe that we can all create whatever we want out of this world. And it's percentages. If you really deeply believe Mm -hmm. that, that's how you're going to manifest, right? And so I created these master master manifestor qualities because of that, because I thought, you know what? Okay. Well, what is a master manifestor? You know, and you got to, you got to see it first to believe it. It's, it's somewhat like the secret, but you know, but it's secret stops at seeing it and speaking it. How about doing it? How about not faking it to make it, but really embodying what you believe in a percentage way, if that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it totally does. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not, I'm not against a secret or anything, but I always feel like, well, what about hard work or perseverance? Right. Or, you know, right. that whole thing of like, we'll just put it out in the universe. It'll happen. I put a lot of things out in the universe, but if I'm not like they don't busting butt and making it happen and working <laughs> towards it. Yeah. Right. So that's always kind of got under my skin. I'm like, no, it takes more than that. I mean, but then there's people who just, they put it out there and I think it's more luck. I hate to say that, you know, or the right place, right time or, you know, um, but if you're not doing anything to make your dreams or manifesting what you want happen, I think it is more luck. Not to sound mean. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, Oprah talks about success being preparation, opportunity, and luck. All three, a combination. Thank you. I was just, trying to remember that yeah. the other day. I'm writing that down. Preparation, right. <laughs> opportunity, and luck. Okay. No, I was on. A, I was doing this show and I was talking to someone. I'm like, luck equals preparation. Wait, wait, what is it? And I'm like, oh, darn it. I don't remember. So thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luck, yes, well, it's yeah, true. success equals uh, preparation plus opportunity because luck is opportunity, right? Yeah. Yes. Got it. Yes, that is very true. All right. So some of these uh, qualities of the master manifester, ownership, trust, enthusiasm, gratitude, empowerment, and action. So I just talked about the action. <laughs> That's like, I got to do the other right. ones. Right. <laughs> 
Well, the ownership right. is the self-responsibility. It's like a mini yeah. part of that choice and self-responsibility. The trust I talk about in the book as well around embracing our power and trusting our gut and our intuition. It's really important to be able to check in with your own inner voice because you really do have all the answers. And I believe that we all have the answers to our lives. Uh, we just have to get quiet enough to, to hear them and, and to listen actively. Um, so all of these things, and, you know, I had to put gratitude in there because when I am grateful, you know, creating gratitude journals, however you do it, I try to think as I'm falling asleep each day of five things I'm grateful for. I really do believe that if you have that abundance mindset, you will attract more things. So that's the part of the secret I do believe, even though I don't agree sure. with how they're giving you you know, how they're putting yes. it out there where you no, just that put it out there, right? Right. No, that's really nice too. Because when I go to sleep, I'm thinking about a million stressful things, which I know isn't good. So I need to <laughs> just substitute that for like, oh, cripe, I forgot to sign this slip for my daughters, blah, blah, blah. As a specialist with the blah, blah, you know, it's like, ah. So monkey and mind sometimes I'm like, so, um, and sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes I'm like, okay, what's five things? And then I can't think of anything. I'm like, really, Kelly? I have this little coach in my head going, you can think of five things Come you're on. grateful for, like having a breath today, you know, like breathing exactly. if it's that bad, you know. <laughs> it's so, it's so true. You know, one of the things that I feel like is missing in my life, and I I, I felt it this summer, it was amazing, is uh, your tribe. You say, claim your greatness and your tribe. So my daughter is on the autism spectrum. She also has ADHD and some other issues. She's very high functioning. But, you know, we've, it's been tough and we're kind of isolated. And so this summer we went to this camp for uh, kids on the spectrum and their families. It was the most wonderful experience. I mean, instantly I met these people and we bonded and it was lovely. And my husband and I were like, oh, this is what it's like to have community. And then we got home yes. and we're like, ugh. And like everyone's there like all we do all year is just like, I can't wait to go back to Camp Aquila. I'm going to say the camps. It's flipping awesome. Camp Aquila. A-K-E-L-A. Look it up if you got a kid on the spectrum. It's like the most joyous, happiest, wonderful place on earth. And you get to experience camp and feel normal. Not that we're not normal, but you know what I mean? Like, Right, uh, right. Just regular, typical experiences of feel, swimming in a lake and having fun, and yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Right. And oh, it was so nice. You know, it was just beautiful. And then we come home, we're like, oh, we're all around. You know, it's just like, where is everybody? <laughs> so how do we build that right. when we feel isolated? I work from home. I get to speak with fantastic people like you all the time, which I love. But then I'm still by myself. You know what I mean? So like, how do we build that? How do we build that tribe? Well, I was just thinking when you yes. were saying when you get home. Oh. You know, and it's just that yeah. letdown, right? It's like when you go to a conference yeah, and totally you, you come down, come home and you have letdown. Yeah. I believe, like, yeah. create that in your life. You know, be a master manifester and create some of that. Because yeah. I think, you know, sure. I, I it comes easy to me to create that community. And, and you know, I'm, I was been told that. And it's not a bragging thing. It's just, you know, one of my qualities sure. that I love doing. Because I moved around my whole life and I, I had to. I had to create community, like, and find my sisters yeah. everywhere I went and find my community. I just think it's so valuable and important to feel supported, less alone, and witness. Those are the three things. And if you don't have that, it's like start something up in your own community because even if it's five of you, how cool is that? Put it out there. Take a chance. Have some courage and put it out there because we need more of those camps for all different kinds of areas. And I think about um, I was on a board uh, for Soul Illumination, another incredible organization, uh, where my friend takes pictures of dying children or children with terminally Ill, oh Ill, uh, terminal illnesses. And the community that has emerged from the people that have gotten pictures, right? And the, the, you know, it's a nonprofit. 
that comes to the artist sale every year that supports one another. It's beautiful. It's I mean they they said they wouldn't have survived without it, and it, it was just pictures. But the community is what has really kept it going. You know, the people that believe oh, yeah. in supporting one another. So it's incredible to have that tribe. You've got to have it. It's very necessary. That really is. You know, we only have a few minutes left. The time goes by so quickly. I want to thank our fantastic sponsor, Bigelow Tea. We love Cindy Bigelow and the Bigelow family. They've been in this tea business for so many years. They are so committed to quality. Their tea tastes fantastic. So many great flavors, and it's good for you. So we're big fans of tea. We want to thank Bigelow Tea. You know, Kelly, in the last few minutes, I'd love to talk about Women for One. Tell us about this organization. Well, speaking of creating a tribe. Um, yeah, look at you. <laughs> and six and a, six and a half years ago, I actually was at a space in my life where I'd been through a really tough divorce. One of my best friends, I had been there when she had passed from cancer. And I had blended also a family after being a single mom for five years of six children, like I talked about. And yeah. I just wanted to write. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had my backgrounds in nonprofit consulting. And I thought, well, let me work with a coach. And I literally sat down one day, meditated and heard the words women for one, got the URL and started this yeah. little tiny blog. And from that, I trusted my gut. Every couple kept saying, okay, now what? Because it was my little soul problem. I, I decided to start highlighting women and then have women share their stories from all over the world. Now we've grown to over 500 truth tellers, as I call them, sharing experiences from entrepreneurship to losing a child to, I mean, to everything in between, body mm. image, relationship issues, divorce. And it is, it's incredible to see all these women coming together from over 50 countries around the world. We all have very similar issues. We have some brave men on our site as well. And I've also spoken to some incredible change makers of women and men that are, you know, asking them how they made their lives happen and how they got very real and raw in their lives. So it's been, a, it's been an incredible journey starting as a sole project. Now it's my business. <laughs> so. That is incredible. Okay, so I all those topics, I'm like, okay, I can speak to some of those. So if somebody like me wanted to write a story or share, how does that work? Well, you know, on our site, you can go and you click the share button. You can share your story anonymously or, you know, from you, uh, which we wanted to create the anonymous feature for free on our site. We also have um, people that just want to read the story. So we have many different categories and we have all the truth tellers listed. We have their pictures. And then we also have some free, like the seven day challenge to making life happen courses and some offerings like messy notes. That's my new thing. It's like you get a daily messy note on how to get messy every day for free. And then we have <laughs> courses that, that cost money, right? We have, you know, I have to, I have to keep this alive. And that's my goal is to have women for one financially self-sustained around the courses on 30 days to embracing your messy brilliance and the five keys to, you know, making life happen. So there's all kinds of incredible courses and free offerings on my site as well. Oh, that is so fantastic. You'll have to come back. There's so much more to talk about. I, <laughs> I really uh, was, there's so many things that moved me, like the myth of the ideal body. I still struggle with that. And, you know, I was so oh, moved by too. that story <laughs> about your friend Jules and you were complaining about your body and, She's dying, right? Right. She's skin yeah. and bones, and 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 I'm not saying that in a judgy way, like oh my, because we all that's a problem. Like that's no. how yeah. sad it's become in our society, right? And all the pressure. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you know, it's, and, and that's it's something beautiful that, work on. that you really read my book and, and, and resonated with it. It's just been so incredible as a new author. I was just in Barnes & Noble in New York City launching last week. And to oh, have people really? waiting in line to have me sign a book, it was very surreal. But the more, most important thing that was surreal was to have women come up saying, I get you and I get this book and thank you. And I just, I mean, it's like taking on a life of its own. So it's just, oh. it's just incredible. It's surreal what's happened. Well, Kelly, I am not at all surprised. I'm so happy for you. The book is Your Messy Brilliant, Seven Tools for the Perfectly Imperfect Woman. All right, Kelly, tell us all the ways we can find you and also Women for One. Yes, Women for One spelled out, women, F-O-R-O-N-E.com. And then you can do yourmessybrilliance.com. You can also find me on all kinds of social media under my name or Women for One. So I hope to hear from all of you. And thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you. And I want to thank again, Bigelow Tea. Check them out at BigelowTea.com. You can find Andrea and I on social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Health Media Gal One, uh, at Naturally Savvy, at Radio MD, at your Radio MD. And uh, have fun. Check out the old shows if you missed them. We always have great people like Kelly on. So glad you stayed. Come back and stay well.